Inspire from Farster, the podcast that talks about all the different ways you can help your print business lead the way. In each episode, we'll cover a range of topics such as the latest and greatest technologies for printers, industry trends, and knowledge that can help you run your business faster and smarter. So here we go. Hello, and welcome to uh, today's episode of the Inspire podcast. I'm really excited uh, to be joined today by uh, Asif Chowdhury, who's uh, the Sales and Marketing Director of We Are Resource, also um, the uh, behind the Comtero events as well, and lots of other things. And you probably may have come across Asif on LinkedIn, he's very active, and uh, and one of the reasons why I've been really keen to talk to you, Asif, about your uh, social media approach, your marketing-driven approach, and, and all the other great things that you do as well. So, uh, so thank you for joining me today. You're welcome, Ross. Pleasure to be invited. Thank you. Good point. So, um, yeah, I guess perhaps a good place to start is at the beginning in terms of, you know, if you tell us a little bit about yourself and, and yeah. we are resource and then we can start diving into some topics. Yeah, so I'm Sales and Marketing Director at Resource and um, I've been here for 18 and a half years. So we're a print business by uh, at the core, we always have, have done, um, but as uh, within the industry, we've kind of had that name that's been banded about as marketing services provider because over the years we've added creative services, I've been there, web to print, yeah. and a whole host of other things in terms of helping people uh, communicate. So I'd say whatever that term means, marketing services provider, we will fit that role. Definitely. Yeah. And that's quite interesting as well that you focus on in a marketing services provider rather than a printer. Yeah. And, 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 and that comes across very many websites yeah. as well and, and things the communications yeah. that you I think that's with a lot of our customers are, the majority of our customers are end users, the people who work in the acting or comms department. Mm-hmm. And what they're looking for is, um, yes, it might be print, but over the years it's become, we need to communicate, we need to build a website, we need to send a camp, an integrated campaign that just happens to have printing. We do a lot of projects that don't have any printing. Yeah. Um, but we also do a lot of projects that still do have print and will have for a long time to come as well. So I think that that's, that's all in essence that it means is that we don't just do the ink on paper. We do have customers who want to print a 32 page brochure, yeah. put it in boxes and deliver it to one address. Yeah. But the majority of our work we're designing, we're printing and we're probably mailing it out somewhere to, uh, to households in the future. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Cool. And now, I, I guess something really interesting to know about is, is, um, you know, we're, we're at the, what, six months, seven months into, into, into yeah. COVID now. Uh, with Boris has just announced yesterday yeah. the, the tier one, tier two, and tier three lockdown approach and things like that. And, um, I guess every business is always curious to know how, how, how we got on through, through the COVID yeah. time, uh, uh, process and, um, uh, what, what you, what the plan has changed? What, what have you done as a business to adapt to that? I think the first thing back in March now, which seems such a long time ago, but it isn't actually, it's six months. Um, the first thing was really understanding um, the impact on the market and our customers specifically. So we had to basically learn to overdrive to start communicating a lot of COVID-based communications mm-hmm. to our customers' customers to help yeah. them to tell their, uh, not just their customers, but also their staff. Yeah. So a lot of people quite likely turned to direct mail, um, yeah. that, whether that was a letter into an envelope or a, a more creative DM piece. So that was the first thing. So we had that bit of a wave. We didn't get into PPE or anything like that. You know, we, we stuck to what we know and 
um, as well as there are lots of people buying masks and whatever it is that yeah. they're doing, fair play to anyone who's continued to establish their business on that. Yeah. But for us, we've com- stayed committed to the client base, got in touch with them. First things first, we wanted to reassure them that, look, we're open for business. Yeah. We've done everything from a social distancing point of view. We changed shift patterns to minimize the amount of contact and at that point keep the two meter distance. Yeah. Um, mobilizing uh, everyone office based to be able to work from home with only a small amount of staff here. So that included creative studio, sales, and um, some account managers. Um, but in the main, because we have the production uh, operation, yeah, 100% operational. Um, production scheduling and a few core people stayed here in the business. Yeah. Um, and so business as usual was the key priority, but not, not just making sure we had that operationally, but also telling customers, look, we know it's a strange time. Mm-hmm. We're still open. We've got work planned in for you. Let's carry on doing that. So that mm-hmm. was a real priority for us, for us. We switched to Office 365 a while ago. So yeah, teams. So we, we've probably communicated what we, and our most organizations missed was the little ad hoc conversations you had, oh, look, customer would sign this yeah. job off, can we move the schedule around and so on and so yeah. forth. Those sorts of, sorts of things like everyone in manufacturing. we get from Absolutely, yeah. conversations. You know, shouting across the office or whatever it might be had to become, to some extent, team calls. Yeah. Um, so it opened up communication channels in one way, but also it probably made things a little bit longer in certain instances. It didn't affect deadlines, but you just realized that the um, value of those incidental conversations that happen hundreds of times in the day between the water. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that having seen a lot of um, commentary now, six months later about now the novelty of working from home has definitely worn off for a lot of people. People are missing that interaction with colleagues and the water cooler moments yeah. because they probably remember those more than the, the hundreds of tasks that they completed in the day. So we had to get all that done just like everybody else. Yeah. But the, the fundamental part of it all, no matter what else happened, was making sure that our number one priority was letting our customers know that we are open for business. Yeah. And that included the sales team, we actively made sure we spoke to all our contacts. Mm-hmm. It is business as usual. Mm-hmm. And business did carry on for a few months. It didn't really affect, as customers were still assessing what is the effect yeah. on their business. So the publication still came in, as well as some of these new distress communications that we were doing. Yeah, okay. okay. It's interesting what you talked about with teams there as well, and using that to, to keep people connected. Mm-hmm. That's something that we we did as well at yeah. within Barston, and um, and we found that that is is something that we've now will probably carry on with forever yeah. in a day, yeah. which is where we and because we're I mean the majority of it in the sales and customer engagement team, we, we work remotely anyway. So but we sometimes we go into the office, and we used to have pre-COVID, we'd have like a, a monthly meeting, um, where we we kind of all get together, catch yeah. up and things. And we just check in with each other casually as as and when you needed it. But when COVID came about, we then introduced like a daily stand-up meeting. So every morning at nine thirty or, yeah. or whatever time it is, you know, different different parts of the day, 
each department having a standard meeting, or one might invite a teams having a, 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 a quick 20 minute run through of like what, what, what's ahead of you for the day. Bit of banter always comes into it, which was, you know, and actually, um, within a, a very short space of time, we found that we're all feeling more connected yeah. um, and, and more aware of what's going on with each other's, you know, roles and, and how we could help each other out. And, you know, oh yeah, I've come across that before. This is, this is what, this is what we did. Or, you know, I know somebody you might be able to help with that. Yeah. Just through having that, that conversation, um, every day, we just found it became a really useful piece of technology for us. Yeah, that remote working. Um, obviously, you need to be able to access your estimating systems yeah. and production schedules and things like that. But, but the communication, the internal communication, I'm not saying it's a you can't beat the water cooler moments yeah. and, and they are you know sadly missed when you're, you're in the office and, and things like that. Um, but going forward you know that's something that we just we, we, we carried on maintaining in fact we've introduced a few extra ones yeah. that are, are not just for the for the like interdepartmental if you will um and that we, we have throughout the week as well just really useful very collaborative i think it's, it definitely changed the way people work internally and for us definitely with customers yeah and um, they're far more receptive to they're probably less receptive now to a phone call and more receptive to a team's call yeah. to have that face-to-face engagement. Yeah. Um, which is great to be yeah. honest with you for, from, yeah. from a sales point of view. And we do a lot more collaborative meetings with yeah. account managers and the creatives. We've always had a, uh, relationships with clients where they can speak directly with designers mm. because customers do value that. Yeah. The team is kind of, we used to use, uh, kind of Cisco WebEx for doing something like that. Whereas yeah. now, a team's call, all the account managers have got their uh, cameras on the desktop PCs now. Yeah. And they're far more active. They've done more face to face because the account managers are people, unlike sales, who get to see the clients face to face. Yeah. So, from a relationship building point of view, it's been a massive plus. Yeah. Whether they were working from home or working in the offices they are now, mm. customers have seen more of individuals rather than being a name on an email footer. Or personal user end of the phone. So yes. Yeah, difference. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's perhaps uh, maybe having um, smaller but regular yeah. contacts yeah. as well, rather than you know making an on-site visit and, yeah. and for, for a period of, you know, that that morning or day yeah. or whatever. Sometimes it's like let's let's have a, a, a meeting or a call to talk yeah, about this, and then yeah. we'll follow that up next week and we'll talk about something else. And, uh, I think I'm, I'm finding that I'm doing lots of, of regular but smaller sessions with, yeah. with, with, with customers and how we can help them and things like that. Cool. So the, the, one of the other things that I noticed during COVID as well, I mean, you've always been really active on LinkedIn as well, yeah. um, but it, 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 you, you, you were popping up in my activity uh, trail all, all, all the time. So is, was that a, a big part of your strategy? Was that purposeful? Or was it, it was... We've always been active for myself as an individual and subsequently for the business. Uh, something I advocate um, for myself and the sales team all the time. And I remember going back to at the, uh, PDMAs, the Print Design and Marketing Awards. Yeah. It might have been 2015 or 16, the first time they'd ever had a best use of social media category. Yeah. Um, and we were the first winners of that. And I remember oh, um, Matthew Parker. Yeah. Who's, uh, Active on social, yeah. a big advocate on, um, on social and being on the, 
some of the Saston uh, webinars. Yeah, we've been so Matthew Weldon, if you've yeah. got an answer. And uh, I remember Matthew was one of the judging panel, and um, after we'd been announced, he'd come up to me on the uh, uh, on the lavish uh, event location, which is on the boat. Uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the boat now. Silver <laughs> um, so Sturgeon, that's it. Yeah. And uh, and the comments and feedback he he gave on 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 why we won without breaking any confidence, and of course, um, were amazing. To be yeah. honest with you, four or five years on, we still apply the same principles, um, and yeah. because. In terms of engagement, the world has changed, uh, not because of COVID. People have been certainly more digitally enabled and also yeah. digitally connected. Yeah. Uh, COVID's just accelerated that because yeah. people's only form of connection now is digital, yeah. whether it's Teams or Zoom or yeah. Twitter or LinkedIn. I've seen people's activity, lots of different people's activity increase during COVID. Yeah. But for us, because we were always in that space anyway, all we did was we were probably just as active, but more people noticed because they were spending more time on social. Yeah. Right. So we upped activity a little bit more so because because a lot of our contacts were on um, uh, social anyway, but they were active more themselves. It gave us more of an opportunity to start engaging with them on social channels. And for us, it's just LinkedIn, Twitter. We've got an Instagram feed as well, and we've got a YouTube channel. But from a business point of view, Twitter and LinkedIn are the two key ones. And yeah, it's part of the it's part of our sales strategy now. It, it has been for I've all, I've been on LinkedIn for what, probably twenty years or something, um, but I've been on Twitter for ten years, coming up to eleven now, mm. and that was the kind of sea changing moment for me. That yeah, I thought you know you can actually get through to people who ordinarily I would never get through to. Yeah. And I'm talking like CEO level and yeah. exec directors of clients. There's nothing more powerful than the CEO of a company who you built a relationship with on social. Going to your target prospect, who is the head of marketing or head of comms mm. or a marketing manager and saying, look, I'm putting you in touch with ASIF yeah. or any one of the resource team and Get on and start speaking to them. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. So so, yeah. so that's become a, a main Absolutely. Way of Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We still generate leads how we would traditionally have done. Yeah. And we combine the digital space with the physical print element. So still doing innovative, creative mm. diet mail pieces for clients. The, the fundamental difference what socials added to yeah. it all, and I'm sure that other people in the print industry have seen it as well. Is that you can uh, when you send a direct mail piece, mm. traditionally the only way to know if you've got any engagement, you kind of just send it. Yeah. Uh, unless it's about, about specific problems, yeah. um, then obviously you'll follow up. But if it's just a general brand awareness, physical piece, and because we print, printers for years have just sent loads of stuff out. Yeah. Um, but how do you know if it's working apart from a sales guy picking up the phone and saying, oh, did you receive our pack? Yeah. What did you think? Oh, it was yeah. great. Okay, thanks. And that's it. Yeah. Whereas here, we've actually started to, from the best use of social media winning time, turning campaigns into really assessing what the ROI is. And the ROI isn't necessarily have got, we've got a, an order out of it, although we did. Yeah. In, and we do in a lot of instances. But keeping us front of mind is absolutely crucial. Yes. And yeah. during this COVID period, when we couldn't go out and see customers and 
for two or three months, they were probably a bit restricted in terms of their availability because yeah. they, their whole world of work changed just as much as it did for us. Um, so we, we didn't have to make a massive change thing like, right, you know, what are we going to do now because we can't get hold of anyone. Yeah. We've been speaking to people in what I call non-transactional communication for 10 years. And that is the stuff like, it's not about quotation. It's not about a new service we've got. It's, it could be something simple as like watching their own, their own feedback on Great British Bake Off. Yeah. And that's the sort of stuff that builds closer, longer lasting relationships. Yeah. Because you're investing time in somebody that they haven't got a quotation with you. Yeah. In fact, they might not even be a customer. They could be a completely cold prospect. Yeah. But that, that's a big difference we've found anyway. It's not yeah. for everyone, but we've certainly found investing that time in relationship building yeah. and using social channels makes a massive difference. But also when you're sending a piece of DM, what better way to actually see if your campaign's resonated with somebody than if they take a photograph of it and post it on social? Yes. Because I can't remember ever seeing anyone taking a picture of an email they received and posted now. So <laughs> it's very true. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember you, you, you did a couple of creative campaigns, didn't you, where you were sending out with the, the, the cactus? Desperate, yeah. Yeah, Desperate. That was, um, I mean, that was, Desperate has been going now for three years. It'll mm. be, he'll be three years old in December. Yeah. Because we launched him on January 1st, 2017, I think. So, um, but that, that kind of creativity we've got in the business. Mm. But like I say, we can put, and this could be the equivalent of fantastic print finishes and all the rest of mm. it. But until we phoned somebody and said, oh, did you get it? What did you think? We didn't really know. Um, mm. Whereas here, we can apply social media interaction and allows you to be more creative with the physical, yeah. physical print because you've got a channel where people are going to engage with it. Despody, only wants to look up on Twitter at Despody um, UK. Despody's got his own Twitter account. I'm sure he's got 2,000 plus followers. Uh, and it's just, awesome. it's a bit of fun. And yeah. we're, we're still the, the company that's got a print factory, but we've got creative services and that's where it all comes from so when you so combine the two. You get yeah. that interaction, that engagement, but then that's leading to people requesting a Despody. Yeah. Getting the prints. Well, that's what he won again at yeah. PDMAs, and I can't remember yeah. what year that might have been. In that's what his first year, actually, that the best um, marketing campaign yeah, for self promotion, uh, which was brilliant. And because the engagement, you know, how many how many times has the printer sent a campaign out, and three years later it's still going? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and how many times? People want to. People want to. People ask. People tweet desperately regularly. How can I get my hands on a desperately? You know, you think. Wow, this is this is phenomenal. So yeah. we've got a new range of them coming out um, in twenty twenty one as well. Oh wow, looking yeah. forward to that. So just to keep just to keep it fresh really and, yeah. and prints at the heart of it all. Yeah. Um, because this is now turning a physical thing. It, that's what people resonate with, the physical thing. This isn't a, a character that's been created in a digital animation. Mm. That'd have been really easy. But no, we went out and found somebody who could crochet yeah. you know foam shapes and we went out sourced the pots and 
how are we going to package this? What print's going to go in it? And yeah. so on and so forth. So it was a fantastic project. And yeah, yeah, it's definitely. I'm, 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 you know, I'm going to confess we took inspiration from you guys. That's it. And we, 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 we introduced the Tharbot. Yeah. So we have James the Tharbot, um, which is a similar to printed item, yeah. but people will take photos of it on yeah. the desk or in different Absolutely. locations and stuff. It's amazing what you can do with print, but it means nothing until somebody engages with it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because we can, you know, coo and praise ourselves for all the fancy finishes we can put on print. Yeah. We're printers, so we, we should be able to do that. But the whole point of print is that somebody picks it up and looks at it, reads it, touches reacts it. To it. And uh, yeah, reacts to it, it creates a reaction mm. and some kind of engagement. That's what, ultimately, that's what we're trying to do for clients. That's what we're trying to do for ourselves. And mm. it, it's pleasing when we get that kind of engagement as well. Yeah. Now, before we move off LinkedIn, I've got to ask you, because uh, uh, I almost introduced you as, 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 as a job title, as the head of unicorn breeding. That's right, yeah. So that, we do, we do cool. breed unicorns here. So when, <laughs> um, some of the stuff that we're asked to do, and I'm sure many printers can associate with this, you know, unicorns are probably easier to find uh, and come across than some of the ridiculous deadlines that we have to come up with. But, but it was just more, it was more akin to... I've seen on LinkedIn lots of people have created innovative titles for themselves. You know, I, I add value to whatever yeah. it might be. And I'm not, I'm not being derogatory of slaying any of that. Yeah. But I just thought, who came up with this kind of rule? So I'm just going to put in head of unicorn breeding because that's the kind of stuff that we're doing here. Um, and it probably got me more engagement in people saying, Oh, what is that? Or I was, that's brilliant. You know, yeah. I, 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 saw, I saw that on LinkedIn. And we had somebody who actually came up, who works for us now, who came up at an interview uh, when we asked, what, have you got any questions for us? And he asked me, what does a head of unicorn breeding do? <laughs> Which was fantastic. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, so, um, so it does get you recognition and it was more, I've changed it since because it did its job in terms yeah. of just testing out because people probably noticed that more than if I put something, I help people drive value from Income pay, yeah, definitely help people communicate yeah. and engage with customers or some whatever so it might be. Very knowledgeable, and it's it, 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 clever because it, it's that head of unicorn breeding. It's like you're making you know the impossible possible. Yeah, really. yeah, pretty much. And I think it was uh, it was there for interpretation, so it was uh, one kind of moment in time, and it just stuck for. I think I've kept it there for probably about a year and a half or two years. Cool. No, it's, it's, it's an interesting yeah. little concept that. And, and, and just before we finish as well, the, the, I've seen you've been doing the, uh, the 25 uh, yeah. press-ups uh, for 30 days challenge yeah. for, for um, mental awareness and stuff, yeah. which I did myself as well. But you carried on doing that as well. And, yeah. And, and, so I did up to 30 days. I was posting on Twitter and LinkedIn more just to do the raise awareness. Yeah. Um, and I think for the first time, so I've seen loads of these initiatives where more so on Twitter than LinkedIn. Um, and I thought, I'll try it on LinkedIn because this is quite a serious issue yeah, that people have to cope with. And yeah. I'm not an ambassador for mental health awareness or mm. PTSD or male suicide or anything. I don't mm. claim to be anything like that. Mm. But for the sake of a minute, and that includes doing the press-ups, taking the video, posting it on Twitter and LinkedIn, yeah. it doesn't take longer than a minute or two minutes at the most. Mm. It was great to just raise awareness of that subject to, um, to whoever was in the network, basically. And it got a few people talking and connecting me with people that were doing the initiative as well. Yeah. 
that I didn't even know. Mm-hmm. And it was just really nice. And that, I think LinkedIn, Twitter, social media in general, it's about community. And that's, yeah. that's, that's what it did as well as doing something yeah. that was good for raising awareness of a very topical subject, but also, it didn't do me any harm physically either. Mm. Actually, so, uh, no it was a major difference, didn't it? Yeah, and, it and, and I think, I, I know you carried on doing yeah. it, and, and similar for me, I've stopped recording it, but since doing it months ago, yeah. I've carried on doing it every day, because it just, it, so I get up first in the morning, and like, say it's a minute, and now that's actually extended into mm. five minutes where I'll do some squats, and, yeah. uh, you know, sit-ups and press-ups or whatever, and no matter what, I do that five minutes. Yeah. It just mentally gives you that bit of clarity and that bit of like, um, you, I've, I've accomplished something or yeah. better for myself. I definitely encourage anyone you know. to, to do that. First thing yeah. in the morning is a good time because that's, you're doing something specifically for you, but genuinely, although I'm not posting out, I think I got up to day 58 posting on both yeah. Twitter and LinkedIn. So I'm not posting, but I'm still doing it now, but it does make me think about that subject. Yeah. And I can't imagine a day where I won't think about that subject, yes. not just, not just for my own mental health yeah. and my own um, mental well-being, but also for other sufferers. So yes. I do think about that subject every day, but prior to doing this initiative, I may have given it a thought on Mental Health Awareness Week or um, Mental Health Awareness Day or yeah. whatever it might be, but apart from that, Mm. I didn't give it a second thought, yeah, and it, absolutely. you know, so certainly for the last two months, I thought about that subject every single day. It's making more at the forefront of people's minds, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely, and it's made people uh, talk about it, mm. you know, and people have mentioned it to me, and, and I think, well, brilliant, if, if if you haven't heard of it before I post it on social, then then great, I've done I've done some good out there. And I think you've behind that initiative, must be, must be really pleased with the the power yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so you've had celebrities and stuff doing it. It's, it's brilliant. So yeah, it's a really good thing. And without the social channel to promote it on, mm. uh, we've had like some of the team have got involved and they've done it as well. Um, uh, so it's just been really nice. And they've not been nominated by me. They've just seen it on social and yeah. they've just gone and started. Yeah. Some of them we've done them on the factory floor as well with, with some of the colleagues. You know, so we just try to. To be a bit creative because it can be boring watching somebody do 25 press ups every day. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. I, yeah. I kept on trying to do different edits yeah. and stuff like that, different, different uh, effects on it yeah. and stuff. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's uh, it's really interesting. So, um, so yeah, we, we've kind of talked about the, the your marketing and your sales strategy and how you use LinkedIn and you can definitely see the value there. Yeah. What about um, in terms of, 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 of technology within the business? I think, you know, other businesses are always keen to know what sort of technology or strategy using to, to, to drive growth within the business. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the one of the key differences for us um, from a print business perspective, uh, I think it must have been about four or five years ago now, that we, MIS is the lifeblood of any business, mm-hmm. you know, any print business anyway, there's no two ways about it. Um, and we switched to Fast and ourselves uh, that, that long ago, and that's, uh, been a game changer for us in terms of the way that that integrates the whole business from, yeah. uh, from CRM. CRM was a big part of the decision making process because yeah. we're a very sales driven organization. Uh, and MISs prior to Fasten were always sadly lacking on CRM because we're a sales driven and marketing driven organization. The 
we've had prior to, uh, you know, we've used separate CRMs, actors with the previous one that yeah. we used, and then we went to another MIS prior to Thaston, which had promised a lot but didn't deliver on the mm-hmm. CRM. And the CRM was probably one of the main reasons from my perspective as a marketing yeah. director of why we should use Thaston, because the rest of it was for other parts of the business. Yeah, yeah. And um, so we delivered on that, but also now we're looking to bring HubSpot on board Okay. Uh, and club sport, especially for us, now we're back into going into a, a dedicated CRM piece of software. Mm. But the fact it, it can sync um, with Faster was a massive plus for us. Yeah. Because we don't need to have a lot of our salespeople spending a lot of time yeah. in Faster because the CRM is where they spend, yeah. should be spending 95, 100% of their time. Yeah. So absolutely. So the fact that you can, we've done the integration. It, it took a couple of weeks in terms of time scale, but it was only a number of, I think, three one-hour Zoom meetings. Yeah. With Thaston, with Paul Thaston, and uh, we've we've got what we need to get synced is synced. Now we've just got to do the config of yeah. the HubSpot part of it. Yeah. Uh, and we're good to go. But also we've had a lot of um, uh, having the support. From Thaston with the integration, not just in can you sync Thaston estimates with HubSpot deals, yeah. but can you show us how to actually really get the best out of both systems? Yeah. Um, that's been a big plus because nobody's got the time to spend much time to learn them both. Mm, absolutely. Uh, so we'll be up and running with HubSpot and using it live within um, probably maximum eight weeks of saying yeah. yes we're going to do it which to be honest with you I think that's a that's a really quick turnaround yeah, very impressive yeah. Um, yeah but we know we didn't have to go on the educational journey of what does a CRM do you just needed the right CRM yeah. so the integration part of it was a, a big factor and technology we've already talked about uh, Teams yeah. and uh, and Zoom and what have you and connecting with customers like that mm. certainly to do our BAU stuff, and now we're looking at also at business intelligence as well. Yes. So that's going to be the next stage for us to start using the next 12 months to start drilling down into more meaningful information beyond the inputs of estimates and inputs of jobs and IDC uh, for checking estimated versus, versus actual. Mm-hmm. So we're now in a position where we're going to start looking in more detail at all the information that we've been collecting over time. Yeah. Um, not mining that data. Absolutely, to make to make some you know more informed decisions. Yeah. Uh, then uh, we collect a lot of the data now. Yeah. BI is just going to give us the opportunity to be able to just see that quickly. Yeah. And not spend a lot of time mining data because the data is being collected anyway. Mm. And the key thing is getting it into an output format that we can do something with and make decisions so quickly. Yeah. Meaningful Absolutely, definitely. It helps yeah. see the patterns yeah. and trends. So, so it's not just technology on the presses. They've got some, you know, amazing technology on yeah. whether it's HP Indigo or Ryobi LED UV presses yeah. or camera recognition for mailing on our envelope and uh, polywrap lines. Yeah, they're all great, but 
from a sales point of view, mm. the technology at the front end is, is usually software based that people can it make the sales and the account manager's jobs easier to generate sales and get the sales into mm. the business. Um, and they're the key reasons for having uh, faster than MIS, but also a key reason now for adding HubSpot in conjunction with faster. And that's the reason we've chosen HubSpot because there's Salesforce, there's Pipedrive, yeah, there's a whole host of CRMs available, but having one that uh, fast and have integrated themselves uh, and are familiar with that has definitely I think been what appealed to us about HubSpot uh, as well, and I know, and, and I know it's, it's for you, is the level of automation that you yeah. bring about yeah. for the, it, it's, it's more than a, a CRM. If you want basic, you know, live CRM functionality, it, this goes above that yeah, because it it's it, it's not just about contacting companies and, and, and a sales pipeline. It's about the engagement process yeah. with your prospects, with your customers, and automating that and capturing data as a result of that and, and measuring the activity. But and and, and kind of it, it's almost like it, it's. It, you know, it's doing like an email campaign and things like that, but it, 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 it does. It's like mailing on steroids. Because you can put a, a, a yeah. workflow in place that is, in, is, is emailing your clients, and then depending on what they do, it will then automatically put them in a different route, depending on how they react to, you, yeah. to your campaigns. And you can mix it in with social media, you can mix yeah. it in with printed. But also, it, it, it gives real time response. Yeah. For your sales team, for your marketing team, that that I've sent an email to Asif and 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 it's not only opened it, but it's clicked on this particular yeah. web page, and that can come back as a media. Absolutely, um, it's definitely for the sales person yeah. to go. That's happened rather than looking at it retrospectively yeah. and going, "Oh right, okay, we sent an email campaign out, and we sent it to 100 people. Yeah. 20 of them opened it, and 10 of them clicked through. Now, what should we do next?" Yeah. You can react to it yeah. there and then, and, and you know it's some really cool tools mm. in there to to help save time yeah. for the sales guys and to, and to help with the prospects and the, the, the engagement process. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's a, it's, a, it, it's an up and coming technology. I know it's very big in the US. I think it's more yeah. recently hit in the UK and becoming more and more popular. That's, that's yeah. kind of their year or so. So that's uh, that's cool. One of the other things that I noticed as well for, for We Are Resources, uh, you, you recently acquired a, a, an, an events business as well. Yeah. So yeah. how is, is, is that part? You know, how does that fit in with your strategy? How does that come about? We, we it's probably coming on to three plus years now, I think, um, that we bought the events business, and that was uh, just through, uh, and this is through Phil RMD, who you know, that's his, he's a visionary in that in that respect, and mm-hmm. he's uh, found just came across the opportunity. We did all the due diligence, met with the, the principals of the organisation. It's a very similar fit to us. They they started as a print company, right, and then just through certain clients got into events, yeah, uh, and uh, very much the same philosophies as us. Really good, solid client base. But the key thing was the principles and the way they developed the business and almost a sleeping giant in terms of events and 
we thought we could make a difference to that um, business, which invariably we did, which was fantastic. We just added our creative services and and some of the additional stuff that we can do with the physical print media. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all the accreditations that we've got, you know, 9,001, 27,001, yeah. uh, 14,000, et cetera. So we've got a lot of those disciplines that we've got into a business where they've not had the budgets to be able to invest in that mm. and then took it on to, to another level. And uh, even now with, with COVID, obviously, in-person events from March this year, 2020, mm. we've all been we flipped it to be um, a virtual events business for when yeah. the person comes back, you know, so um, it's not standing still. Yeah. Um, the business is still there. We've just got to wait for the opportunity to yeah. to start doing in-person events to kick back in again. But acquisition is a, it's a, it's a great way to grow and it's, mm. it's one, it's certainly a way that other businesses will continue to look at that yeah. uh, into the future as well for for growth, but the right type of business is is the absolute crucial thing. So we're not going out all over the country looking for businesses to buy or anything like that at all. But certainly um, finding people that their values are pretty much aligned with what we are mm. here at Resource, that's the first and foremost. Because if that bit doesn't fit, then the rest of it's irrelevant for the yeah. absolute. So that was a key part of the decision-making process. And uh, can we do something can we add any value to this business rather than just buying an audiobook? Yeah. Because uh, there isn't any fun in that. Uh, yeah. You know, there's no challenge. So we've not, we've done events prior to acquiring the business, but not in the scale that they, they did them. Yeah. Um, but we found very quickly that we could, we could take on a new, a whole new service, a whole new set of people and new skill sets and put, you know, get, get it resourced up in effect. Yeah. Um, and and start giving it um, far more brand awareness. That's yes. what they were really struggling with, is telling lots of other people about the great work that they were doing. So we just added that and added some of our print, uh, some of our disciplines and processes to it, and it made a world of difference, you know. So we look forward to getting back to in-person events, as and when that's safe to do so. But in the meantime. I say virtual events is a big area. Absolutely. So, from a technology point of view, yeah. it's a huge plus for us to be able to do that. You know, and obviously, we've done our own content at event as well. Yeah. You know, uh, using that, that virtual platform as well. So, yeah, the Comtero, that's um, a nice link on to, yeah. to something else I wanted to talk to you about with it. Um, so, how, how did that come about? And what is, what is for people who don't know? A few people yeah. that don't know. What is, what is Com Zero? So, so Com Zero, as I mentioned at the beginning of the uh, podcast, that our customers tend to be marketing managers, head of marketing, not necessarily print wires. That's just a yeah a part of their job that they have to do. Yeah. Um, so we wanted to do something. A lot of the clients we're working within these comms and marketing departments are very creative. They, they come to us for creative projects, but a lot of the events that myself and my team were attending for these people. We just thought they were a bit they were a bit stiff. So we just thought, hang on, this doesn't really marry up with the type of personalities of the people we know that we deal with. Yeah. So can we do it better? Um, so as a business that helps people with brands and events and all the rest of it, we thought look, six years ago, so 2014 when it started, we thought, can we get can we make something up completely from scratch? Because that's what we have to do for clients all the time. Mm. So can we come up with a brand? 
can we get speakers? Can we get venues? Can we get people along? Mm. Um, more as a, a good test bed for us. Um, and we did that, you know, in eight weeks from saying, right, we sent out, put it out on social, save the date, 13th of May 2014, at Bridgewater Hall in Manchester. So we put that out, so there was no turning back. Yeah. Um, and we just went ahead and we did that. We had about 85 people attending the first event. Um, and uh, it's grown. Six years later, we've done 13 events, mm. with the first, the, the, the latest one being um, Comptero Week, uh, which was uh, 28th of September to 2nd of October. Yeah. We have 35 live stream sessions across five days, with 54 speakers in total, all on a virtual platform with a full on-demand content library for people to be able to consume the content up until the end of this year. Right. Afterwards. So it's so everything you could do within a virtual event, built a website, sold tickets. You know, we have 313 people who attended. Um, wow. Which is, which is phenomenal. And we're a yeah. printer, you know, we're, yeah. but that's why I say it, the marketing services provider. It just shows what, what you can do as a printer. Yeah. Uh, and you're only kind of, you're only limited limited by your own imagination and obviously the services that you're able to offer. You can buy all these services in, but uh, it's not as much fun. And when you're working on a creative project for yourself, it's a good test as well. But it's been a brilliant advert for um, for us as a business to mm-hmm. our customers and potential customers that are seeing we've done this and it's generated it's generated business every year. It's also been award winning. Um, I think at the Print Week Awards or PDMA certainly at yeah. the Print Week Awards it um, yeah. won. But that's the type of self-promotion marketing that we prefer to do. Yeah, and it's very content-driven as well. Absolutely, it? it is all about content because all of the three really sessions covered personal branding, productivity, burnout, mental health, um, uh, internal communication, stakeholder engagement, all the things that our customers come up against. Yeah. And some things they don't, and they're going to be able to take in 35 hours worth of content. And three of the sessions were um, mental health, well-being, which was kind of desk yoga. So yoga you could do, you didn't need a yeah. kit or anything. Yeah. You know, you didn't need to be an expert yogi or anything like that. You could just do that. And to be honest with you, to, to have the, the stellar lineup of speakers that we have, mm and built a website, delivered the virtual event. But we also sent out physically printed tickets, and guess what people did? They took pictures and posted them. Yeah, I saw people posted them, got the tickets. Because, you know, since COVID, since March, everybody's gone virtual. Um, And there's not many events that have actually sent a ticket, because you don't need to. Yeah. But we've always sent a physical ticket for all our events beforehand. So we've had over over six years, we've had 1,200 people attend. Uh, 13 events, yeah. I think certainly from a, a personal point of view, the way you said that about that printed getting the ticket yeah. through, um, it, the, there's almost something nice now about seeing your postman or a, a delivery person coming down your driveway yeah. or, or your pack or whatever to, to, yeah. to bring something because you're at home a lot <laughs> and it's like, oh, somebody's going to bring something. What is it? What is it? Yeah. Hoping it's going to do something exciting. I think, I think that must, you know, be. be um, because prints always have that effect. It's just, I, I think now the last six months have kind of shown people, like you said, exactly, because they've never been home when the post has arrived. 
Mm. Usually a red slip or they just pick it off the floor or in the left box, you know. And whereas now, I think people value that more, especially when it's not bills because they, they stand out, you know, yeah. and when you've got a, a personalized envelope and then you open it and you've got a personalized piece of print that's printed on a, uh, you know, like a Folex metallic yeah. effect substrate and it's, Got your name on there, and it's full color print. It's not just a black oil print that you get on the envelope with a generic ticket. It's a massive difference. Mm. People are just, it just showed because people were just crying out for that. Yeah. Absolutely crying out for it. And, uh, it's, it's nice to be able to showcase our products and services in a way that's saying, that's not saying, here's our products and services. Yeah. Because to be honest with you, people, they don't really resonate with that. Now. Yeah. And, and, and it's, like I say, it's educating people, giving value yeah. to, 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 to people who, who subscribe to it. And, and it's that new approach, isn't it? It's like the old school approach might be, oh, if we could do that, we might want then order, go, go to another printer and order yeah. what they need. But, you know, they might do that anyway. Yeah. So let's at least be the ones that, that provide the value and the content and they may come to you, they may not. Well, they'll always remember you, I think. And yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, yeah, as, absolutely as, as being yeah. the one that, that did that. And it's great to hear how it's growing year mm. on year and, and that this year, what, 300 plus people attended. Yeah. That's fine. Through the COVID. Uh, absolutely, so, yeah. We, we were able to, over the moon about it. Yeah, I say the word pivot. <laughs> <laughs> Visit to an online event. It's such a, an overused word this year, isn't it? Pivot and um, yeah. you're on yeah, mute. Um, but um, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's, it's really good to hear that. And I, I think one thing you said there as well gave me a bit of an insight into you as a person as well. I said that where you, where you said that basically you, you had eight weeks to go and you thought, right, let's just put it out there. Yeah. You didn't overthink it. You didn't, you didn't kind of think I need to get all my ducks in a row yeah. first. You, you just went, let's get it out there and then we'll make it happen. Yeah. That, I think that, that, that. I think that does just come from genuinely the time here. At, when you work in print and you're working at a, a company night resource, you, 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 that's the whole philosophy, that's the ethos, because the stuff like I say, you know, I, I mentioned before on the podcast that some of the stuff we've done with the customers, it's not until you look back when it's finishing and think, how the heck did we do that? <laughs> yes, yes. And you yes. think, but we did it. Mm. And it was an, what seemed an impossible challenge at the yeah. beginning, but we've had so many of those over the years and we just keep coming up yeah. with the goods, just like, Many other printers will do the same. We all have the same challenges. Yeah. Uh, we all have to jump through hoops and some hoops are smaller than others and some are more ridiculous and higher up in the sky. You know, there's, there's some amazing stuff that we do. And I think to be able to, if we spend all our time procrastinating, then we never do anything. There's certain things you've got to plan for, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Of you know, there's a time and place for that. But here, if a customer came to us exactly with exactly the same issue, we'd have done it. Yeah. So here was a chance for us to showcase what we're about as a business and advertise it without saying, look, here's a fantastic case study and this is what we did. People could actually physically interact and at the event, we had personalized printed notebooks. Probably 99% of the attendees have never had a personally printed notebook ever. But for us, it's nothing. Yeah. But for the recipient, it's everything. And I've, I can, I can probably name 10 people who attended that first event 
who still have their uh, notebook. And I know one of them who has it as their Twitter header. Oh, wow. From six years ago. Yeah. And it's full, they've used it. Yeah. But it's got their name on. And that's, but it's got their name on, not in an e shot. Because mm. nobody's taking a picture of a personalized e shot either, because that's just standard. Yeah. But when your name's on a piece of print and it's not showing through a window of an envelope, yeah. it's on a piece of engaging print that's well designed and, mm. and well printed, it makes a world of difference. Yeah. And, and it's a brilliant way to demonstrate who resource it is in the business and some of the actual physical things that we can do. And even with this virtual event, we're still sending physical packs out. We've sent the tickets beforehand. The personalized notebooks will still be going to people mm-hmm. post events. That's, that's what the event is all about. That's what Convair is about. Yeah. And I know what happened when those arrive. People will take pictures and post them on social. Yeah. And we want them to do that. Yeah. We're not asking them to do that. It doesn't ask anyone to do that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, take a picture of this and you'll be entered into a prize door. People will do it in yeah. Because that's what print does. So, you know, it's a, it is. I, I always think to, you know, Exactly importance, you know, the, the, one of my favourite all-time books is How to Win Friends and Influence People. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think I read that first when I was about 13 or 14, yeah. in, in a deep video. And, uh, but I, I, I do revisit now and again, and then uh, that's one of the key things, isn't it? The, the key principles is yeah. nothing more important to a person than their name yeah. and, and kind of to use their name and, and make sure to try and get, get it right. <laughs> but, um, it, and, and, and I think that is just a pure example of that. Yeah. Underneath, subconsciously, people feel that that is my name yeah. in print. It's, it's personalized print, mm-hmm. which all of us, as within the print industry, you know, the majority of the printers out there can offer that. Mm-hmm. But it's really the application of that technology and, yeah. um, and not just the technology and data management, but the technology behind the bits of kit, whether it's, you know, where we've been Indigo for as long as I've been here, 18 plus years. Um, but whether you're Canon or I would say a Ricoh yeah. or you know, Xerox, it doesn't make any difference. The application of it is still the same. And that's yeah. where the value is, to be honest with you. And that's yeah. where customers appreciate it rather than what finishes can you put on it. Yeah. You know, that's all important, but you've got to really think about the concept of how you're going to deliver this fantastic medium that we have, which is print, and how to drive value into that sheet of paper. Yeah. Because ultimately, that's what our job is to do. How can we drive as much value into that sheet as possible? Yes. Um, and that's what we see printers anyway. You know, that's yeah, the key yeah. thing for us. Oh, that's really cool. That's really cool. So, where, where do you get your inspiration from, Massive? What, what is, where, where, where do you? That's a brilliant question, Ross, to be honest. And uh, there's a whole host of places, everything that's around me, uh, spending time on social seeing what people are doing, not necessarily um, looking to copy or anything, yeah. but just seeing where ideas come from. And I've spent most of my career with uh, the marketing side of print, but also understanding the physical element of print yeah. and the production opportunities you have available. A lot of the inspiration for the stuff that I get involved in comes from there. Mm. Um, but also the, uh, you know, we work in a creative environment. If you can't be inspired by producing, taking a blank sheet of paper and turning it into something that helps somebody sell a widget or getting somebody to call a helpline number yeah. um, to help them with financial problems or a health issue. Yeah. Or, and you're seeing it now with like, you know, QR codes on the door of every kind of pub or yeah. uh, restaurant or, 
you know, activity, play game, whatever it is, you know, you've got to be inspired by that. I mean, that's the physical element, but in terms of people, the, the, uh, without it sounding cliche, the people that I work with, the stuff that happens every single day of the working week, yeah, that you can feed off that kind of energy, and it's mm. brilliant from a management perspective to get involved in that. Um, but also from a leadership point of view, so you know, our uh, managing director Phil Thompson, yeah. who I've known pretty much most of my career, but worked well, I worked alongside for eighteen and a half years now. Yeah. Uh, Phil's always been a visionary, definitely, and he's the one who. Um, He's the JFDI person, basically. Just go out and do it. Yeah, uh, it's the polite translation. <laughs> yeah. um, but absolutely, just go and do that, and that you can thrive off that. You can either run away from it, or you can thrive off it. And it gives inspiration to with things like Contero. You know, it's complete departure, but without the backing of Phil and my fellow directors. Uh, Gail Rose and David Woodcock mm. on the HR performance side mm. and the upside respectively. Yeah. You'd need that backing and that's really important. But between us all, we've got that, we've kind of fostered in that attitude of backing each other up and doing some of those things, but also backing each other up and saying, look, I'm not sure that's the right thing to do. Mm. You know, you've got to have that around you and, and everyone's doing different things, um, but you can take inspiration from a new piece of kit that's arrived. Mm. Um, and what we can actually do with it. Yeah. And when you've got the colleagues around you being inspired by those output opportunities, it also makes you then want to go out and sell them mm. and show them to customers and see, well, how can I inspire our customers to use metallic silver ink on the new seven color indigo we've got, you know, yeah. rather than we've got seven color indigo. And it's this many pages a minute, and so on and so forth. We're looking for applications of what, yeah, what yeah. can we do with it for our customers? Yeah. Um, and we're doing some really smart stuff on it, you know, but that's just, that's just one small instance. Mm. But there's so many innovations that we've created. Uh, and even 10 years later, they're still being used. Mm. Uh, you can't, when you work in a creative environment like this, you know, you can't fail to be inspired by it every day of the week and then, you're always thinking of new things and not everything comes to fruition. But if you're in an environment where that's, that creativity is fostered and mm. harnessed, yeah. I think that makes a massive difference rather than being shot down at the first instance yeah. of you've had a thought. You know, you've got to, depending on what you're proposing, you've got to think it through and suggest it. But but things like Contour was just an idea, that's genuinely so it was sound like what I'm saying, you have got that, that comfort, that, that that safety of that you feel you in, within the business you can put forward an idea. Absolutely. Um, yeah. It, it, it doesn't matter what the idea is, you can put it forward yeah. and sometimes there would be we can go with it, sometimes we'll just really and, and challenge it and say and, and maybe sometimes they'll disagree but still back you. Yeah, it, 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 it's that, that that's one of the philosophies we have is yeah. sometimes to agree to disagree and commit type yeah. of, of approach that sometimes you might not absolutely agree with, but you, you go, okay, you know what, I, I don't get it, but I can see you're yeah. really passionate about it. I'll, well, I'll definitely help you. Yeah. I'll help you to do whatever and you need. Not everything. Genuinely, don't get me wrong. Not everything we've done has worked. Not everything I've done has worked. But we've certainly got um, that culture in the business yeah. that don't just give it a sec give mm. it a go for the sake of giving it a go. Yeah. I think you've got to as well as as long as it's 
an informed decision. Mm. And if that informed decision comes from initial research that you've done, and it doesn't have to be a full-blown PowerPoint proposal, yeah. you know, nothing like that at all. If you've got, you can shape an idea on a page yeah. and put it forward and, um, uh, you know, Conzero is probably one line. You know, can we do an event that we can invite our customers and prospects to that helps to demonstrate our product and yeah. service? Absolutely. Delivers good content. That was it. Um, how we were going to do it, how much it was going to cost, didn't have a clue. Genuinely didn't have a clue. Yeah. But what I did have was a, a, a set of colleagues who were willing to back me to go ahead with it. Mm. But then the production colleagues who were willing to, two days before the event, take the database, start producing all this personalized collateral for the event mm. and help me to pack it yeah. into goodie bags and things like yeah. that. But without that kind of thing, you can't, a lot of these ideas will just never come to fruition. But you've got to have, we've got that in bucket loads here, mm. where not just for directors, but anyone in the business, a lot of the innovations we've created have come from the factory as well. You know, and that's where we want them to go, because yeah. these guys are, a level of knowledge we've got here. Yeah. Just, the experts. It's massive. But if you don't, if you strangle that and you don't give people the opportunity to share some ideas, then Mm. they could be working on a stitch liner one day and think, if we did X, that would revolutionize the way we stitch books. Mm. But if you don't give them a vehicle to be able to communicate that safely, without the fear of being shot down or whatever, and we're fortunate we've got that channel yeah. available to people so that's why a lot of the innovations do come from there that's true the people who do the day job and that's yeah. why we want them to come from there they're the closest to it yeah and they're closest to absolutely your customers and yeah. what your customers need and what yeah. you know that, that, or what, what your production capabilities you've got and everything without a doubt yeah. so one thing I've always found that has been really helpful actually is, is by having a mentor and yeah. I, I'm lucky I have a couple in my life that Outside of stopping my wife as a great mentor for me, and, and, and uh, but but then also you know business mentors, and um, I found they really managed to to help me grow as a person and, yeah. and grow business wise as well. Is yeah. that something? Do you have a mentor? Yeah, for uh, not not through um, uh, any official title, mm-hmm. but Phil Phil Thompson, our MD, has been on mentor, and also yeah. a very good friend because I'd say I've known him for pretty much my whole professional working life of twenty five years, um, and I've my career has been through the Alpha Graphics Network and I met Phil through there yeah. and uh, he was a guy on, who had that faith in me to say, look, you know, come and work for me and uh, has backed me genuinely since day one and even literally as close to a, a meeting earlier today has continued to just do that all the way through. So whenever I'm kind of at loggerheads with myself, mm. um, not just professionally but personally mm-hmm. as well, that's probably the one guy that I go to um, to sound out ideas. Yeah. But also if there's issues that are going on, you know, whether it's mental health issues, mm. whatever it might be, I know that I can go to Phil yeah. and speak to him. If, you know, we've lost an order or we've got an issue on a, a client or also to celebrate the mm. wins that we get, the many wins that we get. Um, when you've got somebody like that who can help you just have a balanced view on certain yeah. things but also as a mentor it's not just a one-way thing I can actually give something back to that relationship with um, 
doing some of the more detailed elements of some of the initiatives that Fulham wants to implement. And that's a nice position to be in, to be able to implement some of the visionary ideas that he's got. Um, uh, And you can take a sense of pride in that because the one thing he does do 18 and a half years on, I can genuinely say, a lot of people talk about love my job and all the rest Mm. of it, but the asset test of that is how long have you been there? Um, You can't be somewhere somewhere 10 plus years and hate it because it's going to get to you eventually yeah, and you're going to leave. Drive you down eventually yeah, you'll leave or you'll they'll get rid of you because you're not performing. One of the two, especially in the sales environment. Um, and I do genuinely love my job because of the people that we've got here, the relationship, the support, the backing uh, that I've had from, from Phil as an individual throughout my whole time here. Um, so being here as well and, and is the reason that I am here as well. And for that, you know, loyalty is a massive thing for me and it is for Phil as well. And, um, yeah, so he's got me through some, some amazing times. Yeah. He's also helped me through some difficult times. Yeah. As a business in 2010, uh, 2008 when we went through recession, mm. my first experience of recession and, you know, yeah, my team, yeah, losing, losing yeah. sales. When you're kind of there managing the sales function mm. and then all of a sudden it's it's disappeared on yeah, the thing. And you need somebody to be able to get you out of that. Mm. Um and which has prepared me personally for COVID yeah. and what we're facing now because I've been there before. But my mentor's still there with me and giving me that same support and advice as he did back then, you know, over twelve years ago. Um so Massive props to him. I wouldn't be here where I am today without his support. Yeah. Um, and I, I mentioned this in, in the closing part of commentary when I was speaking to all the people who were there in the closing comments. Mm. That a special thanks went to Phil because that's probably, you know, I've had lots of successes over the time that I've been here. Um, but all the main successes have come because of that backup and support and yeah. advice. Um, and and just that sometimes that little nudge to say, look, you need to back yourself a bit more. Yeah. Because we do sometimes we're our own worst critics. Uh, yes. And, yeah, yeah. and he's and he's backed me on some of those times where all I needed was just that nudge to say, look, it's a bloody good idea. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't matter anyway. It's still working. Yeah. If absolutely. It, if it doesn't work. If, it, if what you work is how not to do something. Exactly. Or how to do something better. Exactly. So yeah, definitely. So I've got. So the, uh, you know, definitely um, my mentor, but like I say, I do feed off the other directors, but still have been that constant throughout my whole career during the year. Yeah. And what about, do, do you listen to podcasts or anything like that, Asif, or is that something that... I, I do, I started listening to podcasts. I flirted with them for a while, yeah. probably a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. but didn't really float my boat, but mm-hmm. um, uh, I started listening to them more actively this year. Not personal ones, but professional ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I'm not really motivated by listening to talk sports. Yeah. As interesting as it will be, I'm sure lots yeah. of people talk about talk sports mm. podcasts and things, but it's just not for me. But I've started listening to ones that are more for me and what I do professionally. So uh, ones on communications, yeah. marketing, um, and so internal miscoms is one of them. That's yeah. about miscommunications and internal oh, okay. comms. Yeah. Um, I've just started listening to a um, sales and marketing podcast, The Right Questions, I think it's called. Yeah. That literally, I've been listening to that um, as part of 
developing HubSpot and just reminding myself what is a good sales process. So I just searched on Spotify and found two or three and listened to one. And yeah, there's, there's loads of different episodes in that one. Cause I can, I can listen to them on the way into, uh, because I'm coming in and to and from the office. Yeah. Uh, but also when I was leaf clearing in the garden for two hours at the weekend, yeah, I listened to quite a few of the episodes about 20 minutes each. So they're probably the, um, kind of main ones and we started literally mm. one now as well the You're My Com Zero podcast which I've recorded two episodes alright cool um, and that's again a, a great way for us to just as we're doing now have yeah. conversations with customers and some not customers yeah. but again creating content for our Com Zero brand which is talking about all aspects of kind of marketing yeah. so that's been fun to record. It's been a challenge because I've not done anything like that before. Yeah, yeah, same. So it's a big step out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Um, but most podcasts now, the pressure's gone because of COVID. There's been a massive increase in podcasting. Mm. Um, the pressure's gone to have, make sure you've got all the full kit because even I listen to CIM, that's another podcast I listen to, yeah. Chart Institute of Marketing. I listen to that one quite a lot. Um, and since COVID, they've got a disclaimer at the front end saying, you know, Apologies for the quality of the recording yeah. because it's being done virtually. But nobody cares. No. Nobody cares now. So that's probably the last little nudge I needed to um, to start our yeah, own. Go on, go and do it. And yeah. you can improve as you go along. Absolutely. Right? It's, it's Absolutely. Silly, you know. And we've had in that where people have done work with us or not done work with us. And, and the first two episodes, we had two clients who did really innovative personalized diet mail programs to send to people working from home yeah uh, and the engagement that that generated for them was phenomenal and i thought i need to talk to you about it in the most talking to you about your challenges as a common marketing person yeah um, and just try and understand rather than thanks for the order i just genuinely want to understand what made you choose print yeah when it costs more and um it's cheaper to send an email or put mm. a message on the internet. Yeah. Uh, and they said after four or five months, it was time for us to send something physical. Mm. Uh, and they'd seen something that we'd put out for other customers and they'd been, done it themselves, you know. So podcasting is a, it's a great way to, to just definitely learn. Um, and in your own time to your own agenda mm. as well. So, you know, there's, there's loads out there. You can search on Spotify and Apple. Yeah. I think it's amazing. If you search, there's almost a podcast for any topic, isn't there? Yeah. Now, now and there is anyway. And you can, I find I listen to one podcast and then that leads you into another podcast because usually interview yeah. somebody who's got their own podcast and like the song and I'll listen to that one and then you yeah. listen to theirs. It becomes a, your library just grows and grows, but no, it's, it's, it's uh, similar to you. I like listening to when I'm doing cutting the grass or, yeah. you know, doing some work at home whatever or, or, or in the car and yeah. the car of wording um, <laughs> but yeah they are now it's good to take a few notes of, of some of them as well yeah. um, and good luck with the other the comms podcast as well that's, that sounds exciting yeah no it's good it's good to do that uh, just another departure for yeah. uh, for us as well and it's not difficult to do now so it's nice yeah. uh, it's a good way to engage with the customers and, and, and keep putting content out yeah. there to keep us from in mind what about are there any, are there any uh, books or anything that you've ever read that have like been a key influence? Uh, 
Simon Sinek, Start With Why, and yeah. Be Eat Last, those two books are really good. I have to admit, I've not read them from cover to cover. Yeah. I tend to read business books and find a little part of it that resonates with me and then just leave that to start building it into what I do uh, on a daily basis. I get to a point yeah. I've got enough now. Yeah. For now, I'll, I'll go away and use that. Yeah. And then... uh, Seth Godin, This Is Marketing, is a current read. Yeah, that's... I think I'm on about page 70-odd. Yeah. And I've left it there now. Yeah. Because a lot of the stuff is great, a lot of stuff we're doing, mm. and it helps to reaffirm. And um, I've got loads of other business books of Grant Reboff, who's spoken at Comzero, so Sticky Marketing, yeah. Stickier Marketing, uh, Andy Bounds, The Jelly Effects, Andy Bounds is great as well. So um, a lot more tend to be on marketing, and yeah. there's a few on uh, Jeb Blount, I think it is. I read it probably about two years ago. Mm. Um, it's about prospecting. Uh, so when there's a new subject, I tend to pick that up. But now I'm consuming a lot of my reading through. I'm not a massive reader to be honest, mm. but I'm consuming it in bite-sized chunks through yeah. links to either the podcasts where I'm getting my learning from now, or yeah. shorter articles from yeah. um, Print Power, um, Market Reach, Royal Mail. Yeah. You know, two sides. That kind of stuff's quite yeah. influential to me. More concise and compact. Yeah, absolutely, because I can pick it up as a key point and then, right, that's fine, I'm going to do something yeah. or I'm not, you know. Um, but I've also started reading now. Um, I'm not a Harry Potter fan at all. Okay. Not at all, but my daughters have got just the full series. Half of the half nation. <laughs> I know. And I put that out on Twitter as well, actually. But there's quite a few people who were responding and said, look, you need to give it a try. So, all three of us, myself and my two daughters, are reading Harry Potter at different stages. So it's probably the first time I've read a, a fiction book since I was a kid. Yeah. Uh, and I find it easier to read because I'm not trying to apply it to work. Yeah. And genuinely, it's quite a weird feeling because I've not read a fiction book since I was a kid. Uh, yeah, because there's absolutely no, ah, oh, I could use this at work or I could. This is what we I do. I there, because I, 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 I often I read things, but I'm always I try to put, apply it to, to my role, to, to, sure know, to my life, yeah. whatever. But yeah, it's that, that yeah. fiction is, yeah. is, is, is... So I'm not saying, listen, I, I read about probably 10 pages a night. I'm not yeah. a massive... I'm still not a massive reader. It's not going to convert me. Because um, like I said, I consume a lot of content through just social timelines yeah. and what have you. Got snippets of information that you think don't register, but they're there. So yeah, it's been it's been a much easier read. Um, so which one do you want? The first one. Oh, okay. So yeah. So uh, I've seen little snippets of the film. Yeah. I think I've seen little snippets of probably two or three of the films as well, but I've never watched them all properly. I probably will after this, but it's nice to just do something with my girls really on that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and go on that journey because that's seven and nine now, um, and uh, like I said, it must have been. 35 years since I read a fiction book apart from reading with my kids. Yeah. Um, but this is just something solely for, solely for me. It probably taken me about six months to get to each book, but I'll get there. I'll get yeah, there. no, it's, 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 it's nice to see. I, 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 you know, same with Harry Potter books, I've read them with both my children and, and then they've carried on reading them. We got so far into so yeah. many books and they've carried on the rest yeah. themselves. I've read them quite a few times, but they are, 
I think you, you can't help but get into yeah. them when you start yeah. you start reading off the argument very very nice and written but yeah. it'd be great for for kids yeah I think to to get it, it it's got both of my kids into reading so maybe you know capture the imagination and then watch the film at the end of the yeah which is what I probably do actually I'll watch it properly yeah and they, they can't get the heads round yeah. but like that's when when the books first came out yeah. That the you know the, we had to wait for the book to come out first of all, and then yeah. I read it, and then the film was like another year after yeah. and stuff like that. What in this world? It, it's it's straight away. It's <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, cool. All right. Well, I think that's a, a great point to, to wrap up. I said, um, really appreciate your time today. No, really, really, really good to, to to find out a little bit more about yourself, about your resource. And, and the whole strategy and, and the sales and marketing yeah. growth. So thank you very much. Brilliant. Cheers, Ross. Thank you. Cool. So thank you. I hope you've enjoyed uh, today's podcast. And uh, if you have any questions or queries, uh, then do get in touch. And if you have any ideas or you'd like to take part in the podcast as well, then feel free to, to, to reach out. Cheers now.